it seems like a dream come true. The chance to work with Boo on your business venture. But before you jump in, are there some things you should know? And is it always what it's cracked up to be? That's what we're going to talk about today on adulting. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Adulting. I'm Harlan. I'm here with Miranda, and we're talking about working with your partner. Good idea or bad idea? Well, we're going to get into the details and probably touch on a little bit more than just the surface. Miranda, have you ever worked with your husband, your ex-husband? No, we didn't ever work together. I can tell you, though, that on days when he was home and I was working, there was it was sometimes not good. <laughs> And and I don't know, and, and that probably has to do with more the fact that I was working and he was not because, you know, he's a college professor. And so his, when he's home, you know, he's home for spring break or because there was a day off of whatever. And when you're a freelancer, when you're a home business owner, when you work from home, you don't get that same sort of vacation all the time. And so I'd be home trying to work and he'd be like, let's go have fun. And, you know, then we'd go have fun, but then I'd have to work more later. That's kind of a different dynamic. I think if, you know, you were working on a business together or there was something like that happening, I don't know, maybe it would have been different. I really don't know. Uh, We can't try it out because now we're divorced. So I don't know. (laughs) What about you? Have you ever been in business with a significant other? Yes, in a way. I work with my girlfriend now. We don't live together. Therefore, it probably makes the dynamic a little different than, say, somebody who lives with their partner and also spends time working with them. I think it's important to point out that running a business and working with a partner is one way to go about this. One aspect, one potential, there's also not everybody owns their own business. And the workplace is a place where you, you spend a lot of time, meet a lot of people, and you can end up working with your partner because you work with them and they become your partner after that. So there's a lot of different aspects to this whole idea of mixing business and pleasure, so to speak. Yeah. So one of the things that I found interesting was an article from a few years ago about how, and it was reporting an article on AOL Finance, it was reporting about how the study at the University of Bedfordshire in England, they talked about how if you have a partner, a life partner that is employed in the same kind of fields or the same career field, your work-life balance suffers. So this isn't exactly being in business with your partner or something like that, but it does talk about how your work-life balance when you have, you know, when you're in the same career field, when you work in the same place and you're talking about work all the time or you feel like the other person gets it so you guys can like everything revolves around work. And so they were talking about how that work-life balance suffers. And so I'm wondering if that's kind of the same thing if you're running a business together or if you make up for it in other ways or find a different way to make that work-life balance work. And of course, work-life balance is only one aspect of life. You know, it has different levels of importance to people. So 
you know, it, it could be one of those trade-offs. And a lot of people, you know, whether there's there, there, there's so many different forms that this takes. It, it could be a family business. It could be a mom and pop shop that you own together. So I think one of the ways to make it work is make sure there are boundaries, uh, certainly in duties for work, but also boundaries between work and, work and home life. You know, it's important to keep those things as separate as possible. And of course, they're never completely separate, but to keep them as separate as possible. So you are uh, so you can focus on whatever the issue at hand happens to be, whether it's a work issue or a family home life issue. Those are important considerations that you have to take if you're going to try this idea of working with your spouse or life partner or anybody else you're living with. Just uh, just keeping things together is is going to be a lot of extra effort than it would be if you weren't living with someone you were working with. Yeah, for sure. So now if you are working with your significant other, if you're you know owning a business with them or, or whatever it is, so what are some of the advantages to running a business with your, I guess, what are some of the advantages you imagine would be there since neither of us actually runs a business with a partner, like a significant other? Like, what are some of the advantages that you would imagine are there? Well, it's more time to spend. It's more quality time to spend with your partner because you're you know, your work life and your home life include them. And that's this is a great way to just make sure that your life is full of love, even if part of that love <laughs> involves work. <laughs> and I think that's a great benefit. And again, whether you're running a business or just working with your partner in some form that doesn't involve running a business, I think that's a great benefit. Mm, business partners with benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think part of it too is is that you both have some flexibility. This this is specifically if you're running a business together, uh, you're outside of the nine to five. You're you're not working in a traditional environment. When you both kind of have a little more flexibility in terms of going on vacation, one of the hard things uh, for me when I was married was that you know there'd be times when I was like, okay, I can I can travel pretty much when I want. I may have to do work while I'm traveling, but I can still do it. We had to, a lot of the time, if we were going to go on a trip or something, we'd have to plan around my ex's schedule. And a lot of the time, he just, well, that's another story. But anyway, we'd have to plan around his schedule and around his work schedule and the fact that he had work obligations. And so I imagine that if you had a business with your life partner, you would have a little more flexibility. Uh, you would have that chance to kind of go on vacations together. And even if you both had to work for part of the vacation, at least you could go and do it together. So there's, I think, some of that too. Yeah. And a lot of that flexibility, again, comes from the running your business part rather than working with your partner part. But there is there's some flexibility involved, say, if you are working for a company in the same type of role or you're working together with your partner at an office somewhere, you, you, you will have vacations that might be able to line up if it's not the case where one of you is necessary to be in the office at a time. But yes, you can certainly coordinate a little better. You can enjoy the time that you have free together more. So so there's definitely some benefits there. And one thing that I also think is very important, especially when you're working with a partner and there's some kind of special 
need when it comes to that type of work, whether it's the time that you need to put into it, uh, the type of schedule, which is, you know, kind of maybe it's inflexible. But having a partner, having a life partner who is a part of that world and is involved in the same type of work will understand that a lot better. And let me go back to drum corps for an example. For, for me, drum corps is a volunteer activity and I spend a lot of time doing it. And I have seen that those who have relationships, you know, within the drum corps world, you know, they, they often have a life partner who is also involved in this, in this strange community of spending their summers um, performing music uh, all around the country. The, the relationships often work because each partner gets that there is something about that type of calling that is, you know, it, that is just different than uh, than working a typical type of job, and and having a partner who gets that is is really crucial to making a relationship work when there are difficult barriers put there by the time that you need to spend uh, involved in your business or involved in your work. Yeah, definitely, and I think having somebody who gets it is a, is a big part of it. I know that when I first started the online freelancing, you know, a lot of the time and not just, you know, not just my ex-husband, but a lot of people are like, Oh, you're just messing around on the internet. <laughs> you know, it's like you, they see you on the computer and they just assume you're dipping around and you're just surfing the web randomly. And it's like, no, I'm on the computer. I'm working. <laughs> and, and I think that if, you know, specifically in our little online entrepreneurship, whatever world, our side hustle world, our side, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But in our little world, I have noticed that uh, couples who are doing this together tend, like you were saying with the drum corps, tend to get it more and they kind of understand it more. And I think that that helps a lot. And that's not to say that it's impossible for a couple who work entire, who have entirely different types of work can't understand the differences uh, between the lives of each person in this couple. But it, it does make it easier and it removes some barriers. And it's, it's certainly possible for people who work in different fields and different lifestyles to be a couple and be successful. But it's, but no but. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just the way it, everybody's individual. And as long as you're understanding and as long as you're willing to live with the differences, then I think there's going to be no problem whatsoever. Oh, yeah. It's all about how you manage things. I just think that, you know, like you were talking about, if you have somebody who gets it, it it's a little bit less to manage um, because you, you start from that place. Another nice thing I imagine would be that you're working together toward the same thing. And you can be working toward a lot of same goals, even if you're not working to, you know, on a business together, like you can have the same retirement goals, you can have the same travel goals, you can have the same values when it comes to raising your children, if you have children or values in raising the dog, if you have the dog, whatever it is, you can work together toward the same thing. And it's kind of nice. I, I would think it'd be nice to be working on this business together, watching it grow together and kind of, you know, you have that unifying uh, activity that you can do together and enjoy the success together because you both have put into it. Yeah, it really intensifies the the support system that you have when it comes to doing this. And, you know, having someone on your team 
both literally and metaphorically, is just going to help amplify all of the effort that you put into whatever project it might be, whether it's your own business or or just working for a company towards uh, you know some type of goal, whatever it, whatever it happens to be. That intensification is, is an amplification is really great when you have that partner not just backing you, not just on your team, but literally on your team. Feeling like you really are teammates is a big deal. Uh, But there are some drawbacks. It's not all unicorns and rainbows. So what do you think some of the drawbacks of working with your lover would be? Well, one of the things is the, uh, you know, it's basically the opposite of one of the things that I see as one of the best benefits you know, we mentioned earlier, you see your partner very often and you spend your entire lives with them. Your work and home lives are with your partner. Sometimes that can be a little much. Sometimes you need to dial that back a bit. So that, that could be, that could be an issue. Sometimes couples work well because they have separate things that they do with their times. If, if they were to spend all of their time together, perhaps it wouldn't be such a great relationship. And of course you, you adapt and you bend and you do whatever it takes to make things work for the right person. But sometimes you find that too much time spent together is detrimental to your relationship. So, uh, and if that's a relationship that you cherish and you want to make last forever, you have to do what it takes to set your life up in such a way that that's going to be possible. And sometimes that means not working with your partner. You know, we've talked about in the past, you know, you do good, healthy relationships are composed of partners who do have some separate interests. So if you are working on this business together and that's your shared interest, then I hope that you have some separate interests that you guys can do on your own that are outside of work because that is an important part of a healthy, thriving relationship. Interestingly enough, you'd think that it's togetherness all the time, but it really isn't. You know, the studies indicate that you do need to have some of that apart time You do need to both be able to nurture your separate passions. So if your shared passion is your business, uh, find another shared passion that you can do outside the business, but then also make sure you are both engaged in activities separate. Another drawback, I think, is when it comes to the financial situation. Because a lot of the time when you're starting your own business and you have a life partner, your life partner has like a real job, right? And so... You know, you can kind of rely on that income a little bit. You have that sort of cushion that you can fall back on. So when you're both in this business and you've both left the grind behind, you know, that money piece can be very stressful because you don't have that other income to fall back on. If your business fails, then there goes all the income for your family. Yeah. And well, I mean, my experience was starting, you know, leaving my day job and starting a business without any kind of support from a partner, um, financial or otherwise, really. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to go about that. But the same uh, is true, as you know, Miranda is saying that, you know, you need the, you know, it helps to have the financial support of someone in a more stable job if you leave that job. But but looking at it from the other angle, let's forget about starting your own business for a second. But 
two people who work for the same company, perhaps in the same division, there's there's a risk there. And there's always a risk that you could lose your job. And if there are layoffs at a company, for example, this is just one example of how this could work. Perhaps there's layoffs and an entire department is minimized or made redundant or acquired or merged. And suddenly both of you are out of the job at the same time. So there is this additional risk. You're not, you know, hey, um, a couple who works together is, is like having too much invested in the same type of stock. And suddenly you're not diversified. You don't have diversified income streams. It's not a good way to look at relationships because suddenly you're evaluating the risk, but uh, it's just something to be aware of, especially if you're getting into a relationship with someone who you work with or are deciding to you know, both quit your jobs and start a business doing something together uh, that, is, that involves some type of risk. And I think, too, another thing that you have to watch out for, in addition to that risk, is the power dynamics. What happens if one of you ends up being the boss? And this this can happen whether you work together in a business or whether you are working together in a more traditional job. You know, somebody might get a promotion. What if your partner gets a promotion and now they're now now they're the boss? They have authority over you in your work environment. How does that change the power dynamics of your situation? Uh, another thing is if you're in business together and you're trying to figure out who's going to be CEO, if you have to decide that, or who's going to be the president of the company. And, you know, depending on the structure of your organization and the type of business you have, this may or may not be a huge sticking point. But there is the possibility that you could run into some problems. Power dynamics is such a huge issue. It could be difficult to deal with when you are in a relationship and in a relationship, if you view the relationship as, you know, a, a coming together of equals in life, how do you merge that with the idea that one of you is in charge and the other is not in charge of the, the business? Or imagine this in an office where you, um, you know, like like you said, Miranda, one person might receive a promotion and becomes the other person's supervisor. Well, a lot of companies have policies against those types of relationships. And, you know, you can't policy away a relationship. They're going to happen anyway. But it's it's definitely something to be aware of. And especially if you are not the one with the perceived power you know, how do you protect yourself to make sure that you are not being taken advantage of in some way? Because power dynamics plays a role in relationships, even perceived power, and it always places one person in, in a position of power and one person is, you know, more submissive in their roles or is just, you know, there, there's always this danger of someone appearing or actually being manipulated by the person who is within power or using that power as a way to receive something that they want from the relationship. Yeah. And then finally, the, the thing you have to worry about beyond the power dynamics, which can be stressful in and of themselves, is what happens if you break up? And to a degree, I have some experience with this, even though my ex-husband and I didn't work on the business together and we weren't really business partners. When we did organize the LLC in the state in which we lived at the time, we did set it up as if we were business partners so that we could assign income and everything. So when we got divorced, we also had to dissolve that business 
and we had to apportion the assets according to the percentage that it was on paper. So it was kind of this process and it kind of it impacted it impacted everybody's taxes and it was loads of fun and so great, but relatively speaking that was easy because it was at its core my business uh, it was accepted as my business with all of the paperwork and all of the breaking it up and dissolving it it was really more of a formality and a technicality and something that just had to be done on paper that's different that's why we have tax professionals that's right exactly that's why i have an accountant who got my taxes done on tax day it was my fault it was slow but anyway that's beside the point but that becomes even more difficult if you've actually been true partners in the business or if you've been working in the same place and then you break up. So that's a problem. Like what happens? Can you handle working together at the workplace still as, as you've broken up? Or if you have a business together, what do you do with the business? Are you going to keep working together as partners or do you need to dissolve the business and go through the messy, messy business of saying, okay, who gets what? And, you know, how are we going to spin this off and how is this going to work? I mean, that is a huge issue. Yeah. And we like to say, well, let's just put feelings aside and and we can work together as professionals. But the reality is everything is personal and you can't just put your feelings aside because feelings are what makes us human. They exist. They're out there. And as much as we like to say that we can be professional and just work as partners without, uh, you know, without all of that personal stuff affecting us, I, I think it's 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 pretty difficult and we shouldn't expect ourselves to be successful at that type of thing. So what I see, what I have seen is that, you know, when there is a relationship involved in work and the relationship dissolves and they still have to work together, a lot of the times one person kind of disappears and they don't want to, their work suffers or they just you know, leave and find another position where they don't have to be reminded of their personal issues uh, every day. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point too, is, is, you know, that personal issue situation. And if you are in a business together, if you can find some way to amicably split it up and move on, it's probably best. So let's say that you have decided you're going to work with your significant other and if you're going to make this happen, whether it's work or business or whatever, what are some of the things that you need to keep in mind as you move forward? What are going to be some of the best practices that help you out? Well, I think the the best practice is certainly the same best practice that is uh, out there for all relationships, and that's just to be open with communication and be willing to talk about any issues that come up and not hide uh, so that you can resolve any issues and to be able to communicate such issues in a way that is not confrontational. Of course, you need those communication skills but to at least be open to communication and be ready to hear and to listen and to talk about your side of things as well. It's all about communication, and it is so much more important when communication involves work and life. For sure. And and I think part of that, too, is, is outlining your work roles and responsibilities and, you know, being clear about, you know, who's responsible for what and figuring out some systems that you can use to help make sure that uh, you guys have this kind of figured out or that you kind of treat it as a true business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we talked, we, we touched on this earlier, the benefit of when you are spending a lot of time with your partner, finding ways to spend time apart is important as well, because it gives you some space. It gives you time 
to focus on yourself just a little bit so that you can, you know, or, or even focus on your friends for a little bit. You know, everybody needs some kind of space away from their partner for at least part of the time. And it's harder to find that when you're spending all day your work and your life with your partner. Yeah. And I think along with that, even as you're planning times to spend with other people or with other activities and, and be apart, you do need to spend some time together enjoying your company away from work. So having like no work type dates where you go out, you have dinner, you go for a hike, whatever it is that you like to do with your partner uh, that doesn't involve work and you don't talk about work and you enjoy each other's company and remember that you do like each other. I think that's very important. Absolutely. And among the things we need to communicate about, talk about the money issue here. We talked a little, we talked a little bit about risks, about whether you are in your own company, leaving your day job with your partner to create you with, with your life partner to be a business partner. You know, there, there are certain risks to doing that. If you don't have the financial cushion, these are the things you have to talk about. So you are aware of what those risks are and you together are willing to take those risks or have mitigated those risks in some way as a couple. So, you know, this is a really important piece of communication that you need to do. It's all about the money and the risks and what happens. What can you do now to take this next step to figure out this working with your partner thing? What are some of the things that you can do now? Before you even get started in this idea of working with your partner or partnering up with someone you work with, think about Think about what we've talked in this episode, talked about it in this episode, and see if these drawbacks are worth the benefits that we've mentioned. And perhaps they aren't. And, you know, it's it's hard to put a pros and cons list together when you're talking about a personal relationship, because so much of that is based on gut feeling and, and desire and need, or at least perceived need. It's, it's going to be difficult to really think about this analytically. But does it make sense for you to start a business, for you to quit your jobs and start a business with your significant other? Does it make sense for you to, beyond going on a date with uh, with your coworker, to actually pursue a cohabitative uh, relationship where you're going to see them all the time? And what does that do to your life? And is that something that you want to pursue? Yeah, I think that's a really good first step is to really kind of imagine what it would be like and and figure out if it really makes sense to take that step. Uh, Another thing to do is schedule a date right now for later in the week. Sit down and figure out when you guys can have a go see a movie, go have lunch, go for a walk, whatever it is, schedule that date right now for later in the week so that you guys can either not talk about work if you're already working with your significant other or maybe discuss this possibility and and talk about it in a pleasant setting. Specifically for those who have their own business as a couple, take a look at your roles and responsibilities. Write them down if you haven't. First of all, knowing what those roles and responsibilities are is good. Writing them down is great. And then reviewing them every so often is important too, because then you can look and see where the overlaps are, see what's missing, see what's necessary. And if something's not working because it's creating the wrong dynamic in your relationship, then instead of trying to change your relationship, maybe you can change the roles and responsibilities to to match more what your needs are. So I think that's a great step. Yeah, for sure. So so make sure that you know where you're at and make sure that what you're doing does match each of you. So now we have a listener question. 
And it says, I think it would be amazing to work with my wife on a business. However, she's reluctant to take that step. She thinks it could interfere with our personal life. How can I help her see that it could be better for us? Well, there's a few things going on in this question. Uh, The first thing I see is the person asking the question doesn't seem to be listening to the wife. Okay, the wife is is concerned about the interference with the personal life. So why does the wife feel that to be the case? And is that right now? And, and what steps are you taking to make sure that the personal life is not interfered with, or if it is, that is interfered with in a positive way? And I think that's the key. I mean, you can't force someone to see something from your perspective, And you can't just believe that your perspective is right without understanding, in this case, her perspective. So I think there's some communication issues here that need to be resolved before you get to the point where you can help someone else see something from your perspective. Have you looked at it from her perspective? It sounds like you're dismissing her concerns. You know, I I hate to say that to a listener and be, you know, really critical of that. But but listen, communication is a two-way street, and it sounds like this is just going one way right now. I kind of agree with that. You're trying to make her see something that she has legitimate concerns about, and that usually doesn't work. You can't make somebody see something or make somebody understand something. And so I, I think you need to start out with, well, what does she think is going to interfere with your life? What are her main concerns? And is she happy with your life right now? Is she happy with the balance you guys have struck? That's not to say that she wouldn't support you. If you decided you wanted to start your own business, you know, she might be willing to support you and help you get going on that, even if she's not interested in working on the business in a more active role. So, you know, maybe you need to shift the conversation to that and see how she feels about that situation, about maybe being more supportive of you as you start a business you know, or or something like that. But you do need to get down to the root of why she thinks it could interfere with your life and what her specific concerns are so that you can get from a place where you are talking about what matters to her as well as what matters to you. Yeah, I think that's a, a great suggestion. Hopefully this couple will be on the same page and either start something great or be happy with their lives doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. And meanwhile, you can come over and share your own thoughts in the adulting community on Facebook. Come share your thoughts on in the adulting community on Facebook, uh, hashtag adulting on Facebook. Let us know whether it's worked for you. Have you worked with your spouse or life partner or significant other in some capacity before, whether it's been at a job or starting a business? What were your experiences with that? And what were some of the big fails? What were some of the big wins? And, and how do you get through that? Uh, We'd love to hear your story. So come in and share with us in the adulting community on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us at adulting.tv slash iTunes. You can also leave us a review. We love to hear from you. And if you have a question that you want to send in to us, adulting.tv slash ask. So make sure you let us know what your questions are. We will try to answer them either in an episode, in our upcoming video series, or in an article. And until next week, act like an adult. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.